Before we get into today's episode of One Shining Podcast, want to shout out the ringer.com. That's right, the ringer.com. If you are a fan of NBA Summer League, you need to go right now to the ringer.com and get ready and primed with all the great writing there. I'm sure there's going to be great coverage all throughout the weekend. So again, go check out the ringer.com and get all things Summer League from all the great ringer writers and ringer personalities. It's always good. Go check it out now. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. On today's episode of One Shining Podcast, we are getting you prepared for all things Summer League 2023. Myself and the great Kyle Mann, he's going to come on the show. We're going to run through some of our under-the-radar players, some of our favorite rosters in Summer League, and just some of the players that, you know, you forgot about, that, you know, want to put back in the forefront of your brain. Again, this is a very, um, you know, casual Summer League primer with myself and Kyle Mann. Producer Kyle, he has better things to do on this Monday. It's almost July 4th. It's almost a holiday, so we're just having fun here. We're hanging out. I'm at the beach. I'm at Ocean Isle Beach with my family. So, you know, th there's no video here. This is just straight audio, straight good times. Kyle, anything else before we jump into this episode? I just dropped off five Tommy Bahamas at the dry cleaners with a pickup <laughs> ticket for Wednesday night, baby, because we're going to Summer League. But first, <laughs> Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, welcome back to One Shining Podcast. I am Tate Frazier, and I am reporting from Ocean Isle Beach, North Carolina, sitting in my room right now, and I am looking at my producer, Kyle, and the great Kyle Mann, and today we're going to do a little Summer League Primer um, and just before we got on the air, Kyle, man, you were saying and making a great point because it does feel like we're all just finally taking uh, that breath of fresh air, right? It's officially summertime. We're feeling good here at OSP. Yeah. I, whenever people ask me about my job, I'm always like, I would be a prick ever to complain about it because we have an incredible right. job. Like I love, I get to do <laughs> what I love. I get to talk about what I love, but this time of the year, I don't know. There's something about summer league is so light. You know, you get together, you see people. It's just a, it's a fun season, Tate. That's what, you know, I, you know, the, the draft, it's, we're resetting and it's not kind of the like go, go, go. It's just, it's got a, it's got a breezy feeling, you know, I know you're, you're enjoying vacation. I know you had a run in with a Duke fan that sounded like it stressed you out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good. I don't know about you guys. I'm feeling great. Um, I'm breezing. Uh, you know what I mean? That's all we can do at this point in the year. And uh, like you said, I mean, it, it's low stakes, right? That's what we all deserve. After the finals, after the draft, where everything feels like it's the of the utmost importance, you remember that Summer League, there was a time where Vander Blue was the best player in Summer League, right? You know, <laughs> you remember a time when Lonzo Ball went and won a championship and we all coronated him as the future of basketball. Not to say that he wasn't because we love Lonzo, but 
summer league just is low stakes and it's good times and it's good vibes. And this is the first time for me that I'll be back at summer league since 2019. And I was just trying to uh, think about what I witnessed back in 2019 at summer league. I remember seeing Zion for the first time. Um, Literally there was an earthquake after Zion's first summer league game at halftime um, because he dunked and did a 360 and shook the entire planet that we should have known then he was going to have some issues. Um, Duncan Robinson at that summer league was incredible. Uh, I remember the Miami Heat running sets at that time. It was like Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson. It just felt like a a fun time in the NBA. Uh, Everything was opened up. Anything anything was possible. Then we have the bubble. Then we have, you know, COVID, all this other stuff. And now it feels like we're kind of resetting. We're back, back, uh, you know, in the good graces of the basketball gods. And I think this week, this is the most excited I've been about a summer league since Zion Williamson. And now I want to start talking about the guy who is the big ticket of Summer League, and that, of course, is Victor Wimbanyama. So, Kyle, man, let's start there. That's the first game. We got Brandon Miller versus Victor Wimbanyama. What do you expect from that game? And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, myself, Kyle, man, and producer Kyle are all going to be there to watch this game on Friday night, which is uh, which is a beautiful thing to say. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is going to be – I told you, Tate, like, I, especially for the Summer League setting – I really like the collection of guys that the Hornets have just because they have some kind of we're talking about light and breezy. They have some freewheeling scoring type minded type guys like, you know, it, I'm I expect Nick Smith to come out and be like, hey, you know what? I was underrated. You know, I don't know if he's going to say this, but, you know, hey, clutch. <laughs> it was clutch's fault that, that my year was so weird. I'm actually better than you guys think I am. I'm always eyeballing these people who like or like have something to prove. But Brandon Miller. I mean, he gets he can work into a lather a little bit, not only like in the literal basketball sense, like, you know, he can put put up points in bunches, but he's a competitive dude. And I, I expect him to come out and be like, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if in Brandon Miller's mind, he was just like, I'm actually the number one pick. Like he's that confident a guy. Um, and I, I expect him to come out with a chip on his shoulder. But the best thing about this is that Wimby is no wilting flower at all, man. Wimby has some MF in him, in him too. Um, that's just going to be a fun matchup. I, I, th- I think Charlotte has a collection of big guys, too, to throw at Wimby that's going to be interesting. Yeah, Kai Jones, when I immediately think about this game on Friday night, I think about Kai Jones, who obviously you know came out of Texas back in 2021, was the number 19 pick. Um, seeing him try to match up with Wimby with you know his athleticism, his size, that could be a fun matchup. And you talk about the Hornets. I mean, it's not just Nick Smith Jr. that's trying to prove something. I do think Amari Bailey is in that list. Um, I think James Booknight uh, is going to be in that conversation as well. So you got three guys right there, three guards that are, give me the ball, get out of the way type players, right? They have that type of talent or they view themselves that way. They have that kind of moxie, that kind of confidence. So the Hornets in this game, as much as we're going to talk about Wimbenyama, I do think the Hornets are fascinating. And yes, I, I probably have my own bias there, but even seeing like a leaky black be thrown at Victor Wimbenyama, maybe, you know, he's six foot nine. Um, they might pick him up full court. One of my favorite tropes in the summer league is the big that is giving point guard duties, right? We've seen it a lot of times throughout the years in summer league. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki comes to mind back in 1998, 99. Um, Big time throwback. Big time throwback. 20 people people in the gym probably for that, like back in the summer league. Have you ever watched the video of like Kevin Durant's summer league highlights? Have y'all ever seen that? (laughs) It's It's hilarious. It's like like a small high school. Like it's such a comically small amount of people in there compared to what you see today. 
they had uh, I, I saw Dirk talking about his summer league. He was like, I had to wash my jersey after the game. You know what I mean? That <laughs> that was how summer league was at that level. Um, Bam Adebayo, I remember watching him play point guard for the Heat. And, you know, how fascinating that was and just seeing bigs play point guard. That, that's what I want to talk about when it comes to Wimby, because do you think that we, we start out day one, Kyle, man, Wimby is potentially the point guard. They let him initiate the offense because I think there's a world in which the Spurs maybe not to hide him, but they just want to give him like a good, a good starting off point. They say you initiate the offense. We'll put the ball in your hands and we'll see what you do, because I, I think that might be the way to go with him. I I mean, it's what they do during the season, obviously, like you were saying, is probably not even necessarily sort of a predictor or an indicator of what is going to go on at Summer League. Yeah, it's like this (laughs) is the time to get get in in the studio and explore the space, like just to mess around, get out there with it. I mean, he's going to handle the ball. That's just how he plays. I don't I don't even think it's like a wild forecast to even think that because. We're going to see him, I don't, you know, maybe we'll see him in some pick and roll. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure they'll be trying to like shoot him out of a cannon in some, some ISO situations. The question is just how much over, under, over, under three games in the summer league. What do you think for Wimby? I think it's going to be under because I think he comes out and he plays really well on Friday. It's kind of like, uh, I'm I'm expecting it to be like the scoot game when they played the G League Ignite where Wimby comes out and puts up some ridiculous stat line like, you know, 30, 10, and 10, and then everyone's fawning over him. And then the Spurs say, we don't want a Chet Holmgren type situation. Let's shut this down. He just got done with the playoffs in Euro League. Let's let's move forward here. But I, I do think that Wimbenyama is going to win the weekend. You know, obviously that's the expectation for everyone, but He's going to come out, and I think Brandon Miller, as much as I hope he does have, you know, that fight to go back and forth, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, people are talking about Wimbenyama and the difference between him and Miller, the drop-off from one to two, and maybe Scoot, you know, get some good PR this weekend because he's more built for, I think, this Summer League-type moment. And Summer League is always weird, like I said at the top. You know, I remember watching Dennis Smith Jr. when he came into Summer League. And he looked unstoppable. I mean, this guy's was hitting every single shot, you know, three level score, doing whatever he wanted, getting eight to 10 assists, um, you know, and it just looked like, wow, this guy is an NBA ready type player. Um, and I feel like Scoot could have that kind of weekend and maybe Miller doesn't. But, uh, you know, I've been a little bit down on Brandon Miller, so I would love to have uh, things be different. But just looking at the Spurs roster, is there anybody else for you that is more of a novelty or, or someone that's going to be fun to watch? Um, or someone to highlight outside of Wimby? Because I, I do think, we're, as we talk about the Spurs, they are kind of a fun team outside of him. Yeah, they've got they've got some interesting things going on there. I mean, the obvious the one, and this is an OSP, or this guy is an OSP OG. Mm. This is this is a dude that we love, and that's Serge Barry Rice. I'm just, I feel like he has a tailor-made summer league kind of game, you know? Speaking right. of, like, lather scores, he, he's somebody that when he gets rolling, I don't know. It, it stirs up memories of when I witnessed uh, Josh uh, Selby drop forty points in a summer league game in person. <laughs> that was a, that right. was a momentous occasion. Um, he has that type of bucket getter kind of uh, you know outlook in the way he wants to play. Um, yeah, I mean they some of their their younger guys have like graduated. They're not really playing in this game. I mean they obviously have Blake Wesley, another guy who who could do something. Yeah, Sissoko, Notre Dame. Yeah, Sissoko is interesting. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that he's going to like go wild, you know. He sort of has like tight kind of parameters to the way that he plays, gives you a little bit of passing and things like that. But I honestly Serge Jabari's the guy I'm going to be watching the closest. I mean, I'm I'm excited about him. 
Yeah, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about Blake, Blake Wesley, like you said. Malachi Branham is the other name out of Ohio State. I feel like he, uh, if he had stayed one more year at Ohio State, we'd all know about him and talk about him more. But, you know, number 20 pick in the 2022 draft, he might end up being their most reliable guy, right? More of their, you know, most veteran guy that they have on this team that can get them buckets, get them points. Charles Bediaco is another guy out of Alabama, another big behind Wimby. Um, I think that's going to be fascinating to see how they use him, which goes back to what I was talking about with him being kind of the point guard of this team. And then Julian Champigny. Uh, Kyle knows this. We love the Champignies on this show. Definitely. We're big fans of any twins. You know what I mean? So seeing Julian Champigny, he's on a two-way. I think he makes the most of this opportunity. And this is the this is the big matchup. This is the marquee matchup. Everyone's coming to see this blockbuster of a show in Victor Wimbanyama. So it's the time if you're one of these guys like Branham or you're Blake Wesley or you're Julian Champigny or you're anybody on the Hornets, right? Make a splash. You got Captive all eyeballs. Yeah, you, you, get, you have everybody watching you. Make it happen now. It's like being in the Duke Carolina game. Do something now and you might get drafted. Can I ask something real quick? How uh, how Please. much is is Chet Holmgren, like, um, how much, like, intrigue is he getting if there's a pie chart here? Like, is it is it 50% or no? Like, I mean, Wemby's probably 50%, right, of the whole, the whole deal. But it's got to be, it's got to be pretty big, right? Yeah, I think that Chet Holmgren has somehow become like he's obviously the dark horse to win rookie of the year, but he's some somehow become like the second wave of guys that we talk about and care about. But amongst our circles, we love Chet. Chet is our American Wimby. We need Chet to uh, to fight through and get back on the front page. Right. I mean, th this is the perfect opportunity for Chet. If he looks more polished, if he looks more put together, if his game is more developed. I saw the uh, the big ESPN headline was Chet put on 13 pounds. Um <laughs> That didn't break my brain in any way, but I am happy to hear it, right? I'm glad he's over 200. He's over the Mendoza line. That's good news. But even the Jalen Williams, right? Both Jalen Williams for OKC. I think they're going to get a lot of love. Um, I, I think they're going to get a lot of attention on this team. Also, Jared Butler, national champion from uh, Baylor is on this Had team. Had him written down, yeah. Blast right. from the past name, yeah. Right. I think he's someone that that has a big week um, and gets some eyeballs on him because he's like a more traditional point guard. He's a reliable guy, like a Monte Morris type. Obviously, Monte Morris isn't playing. But the other name um, on OKC that's fascinating is Zaire Smith. And oh, yeah. you talk, talk about a blast from the past. Uh, number 16 pick in the 2018 draft, Zaire Smith will be playing on OKC. Um, OKC might be the sleeper team. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what the odds are. I haven't looked at the odds for the, for the summer league. It's hard to really handicap what's going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if OKC is holding the, the, the championship at the end, Kyle, and Chet's a champion. That would be, that would be a fun weekend for everybody. And so if, if, um, if they don't, if Spurs and, and Thunder don't play the first weekend, we're not going to see Chet Wemby. So you're probably, I mean, that probably would have been talked about if, if that was already in the cards, right? Cause he, cause I know Bill's, Bill seems to think that he's going to be playing, Wemby's playing Sunday and you, we seem to know he's playing Friday. So if you say it's under, if you said it's under three games, then on your bet, this, this wouldn't happen at all. Yeah, that's that would be unfortunate, but also like just because we are journalists here, I would have to say that Wimby dodged Chet. You know what I mean? Like that would have to report that <laughs> that he's a big dodger, especially after the uh, the American basketball news that uh, Kyle sent us this weekend. Yeah, Chet right. Yeah, we're we're pulling one out for the U nineteen team. Shout out to Turkey, Ugh. great game. Uh, you know, fundamentally I'm, I'm, sound. 
I'm getting these texts from Colorado Springs like, oh my God, this team is so talented. You know, wow, this is what a group. And they and they go out there and I just, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. It, you know, wasn't the Turkish delight that we were looking for. I know that's probably a turkey <laughs> joke that gets made a lot. Um, no, I was going to say too about like the Chet thing. We've, I don't think it's so much about like him proving himself just because he played pretty well last year. You know, it's like, it's, I guess it's more of just a like, what's he look like? You know, is he, is he, physically the same you know it's just sort of a litmus test for that um i mean they played you know they played in the speaking of u19 france and the usa played in the championship a couple years ago and chet squared off with wimby wimby made him look small in a pretty hilarious way but like an interesting wrinkle of that game was that like chet took wimby off the dribble numerous times and drew fouls on him so i mean from that perspective i do want to see those two square off but yeah, you're right. OKC has a team. They granted, I mean, this is all dependent on them like playing their guys the whole time. But the fact that they have both the Jalen's, the fact that they have JRE Jer- Jeremiah Robinson Earl out there, who's an experienced mm-hmm. NBA player, like he's not a bad NBA player. Like he's very serviceable. Uh, and then you have Usman Jang and and Trey Mann is going to be there. I mean, they have a you know, they have so many young guys that they're able to do this. But they have a squad, dude. I'm surprised Giddy isn't playing those. Those dudes just love to hoop. I, and I know yeah. OKC's culture. That's something that they do. Like they're they're all about playing. It's like the anti-process mentality. They're like we play. That's what we do. And that's why they're making Chet play. I saw some people saying that they should just you know hold Chet out of summer league. But I think you hurt yourself when you skip the process. When you when you try to skip steps to get somewhere. And I know I say this as someone that just watched Michael Porter Jr. win an NBA championship. So I you know there's obviously some some times where you can skip the steps. But um, I just think it's good for Chet. I think it's good for OKC. I think they're going to really lean into it, and uh, I don't like I said I don't know what the odds are, but probably Vegas is on top of it and, and sees them as you know up near one of the favorite teams for the weekend. But um, yeah, Chet is a Chet should be a talking point. Chet should be a star. If it's good for American basketball, it's good for this show. So we need that to happen. And I wanted to remind people, even though U nineteen, you know, they let us down. U sixteen <laughs> whooped ass. U sixteen just blew out everybody. So. Um, you know, when we're in 10th, 11th grade, you still can't, you can't mess with us. You know what I mean? In the yeah. U.S. So that, that's something to point out as well. Um, I want to talk about the defending champs, uh, the Denver Nuggets. I think they're another fun team, kind of in the same vein as OKC. Um, Julian Strother out of Gonzaga. He's the number 29 pick in the 2023 draft. You know, hit the big shot against UCLA. That was probably one of the biggest moments outside of the Final Four in, in March Madness. So he's someone to keep an eye on. And then my guy, Hunter Tyson. I think Hunter Tyson's going to have a great summer league. I really do. Um, he was the number 39 pick in the 2023 draft. But their team, I always like to look at the champions and then look at their summer league team to kind of see who's developing um, kind of in that group. I think Colin Gillespie is someone I'm looking out for. I think Colin Gillespie, um, despite the fact, you know, he was just kind of like a bench guy, a rah-rah guy, right, for this team. He's on a two-way contract. I really like his talent. I think he's a true traditional point guard. We've seen these Villanova guys get opportunity after opportunity. I think he's going to have a big summer league. And Armand Franklin, um, out of Indiana slash Virginia, he's a, he's got a lot of size. He's got a lot of defensive moxie. Um, so I, I think that the Nuggets have a really fun team, and they have some familiar faces that we love in college basketball, not to mention Peyton Watson, um, who committed once upon a time on a podcast I was hosting to go to UCLA. So I, I'm a big fan of Peyton Watson, the number 30 pick in last year's draft. I hope that he has a chance to kind of showcase his skills. But what do you think about the champs, Kai? Do you think that they have a chance to make a run here? Uh, I don't, I mean, assuming, 
Assuming you, you everyone know, plays. Right? I was going to that, say that's if the everybody... hard part with summer league because we don't care. No one cares about winning at the end. Right. If they, you know, if everybody plays all the games, no, I don't think they're going to win. But <laughs> I mean, they do have some interesting uh, through like uh, bullet points here. One, one under the radar thing here for me is uh, Grant Golden, who played for Richmond mm. in college. This is a guy who played six seasons of college ball, which is becoming more and more normal. But um, I was a big still fan sounds of him. insane when you say it. He was somebody to watch. I thought last summer because I was like uh, he had a, he had a ponytail, and I don't think he has the ponytail <laughs> anymore. Big white guy with a ponytail. He's like a he's a center. Um, I was just a big fan of that. But uh, you know, yeah, Peyton Watson is a guy to watch. I think that could get going. Uh, Ishmael Kamagate is going to be playing too for them. Um, he's a nice sort of just. I mean, depth piece. I assume he's going to play some more G League for them. Uh, Cassius Stanley can get rolling here and there. He's a guy that I always thought. I was like, he's like 6'3". He's like a 42-inch vertical. He can shoot threes. I never understood why it just like didn't, you know. It was like, on paper, he's one of those guys that like just, it seems like it should work and it just doesn't. But yeah, and then Jalen Pickett. They have some quality pieces, but I, I think some of the the experience from some of these young teams that are like bringing the, bringing the experienced NBA players in, it's going to be hard for them to beat yeah. them. Speaking of the experienced players playing in summer league, I want to talk about the Detroit Pistons because this is a fascinating group. Um, and it starts with the number two pick in 2020, James Wiseman. James Wiseman will be in summer league. He's probably in his back, back of his mind. He's probably like, I'm over this. I don't want to be here anymore. But if you look at their roster, the Pistons roster, you got Jalen Duran. You know, obviously we all love Jalen Duran, and he's going to play because he's that type of guy. So the size of this team with Wiseman and Duran is incredible. And if you put Thompson, Alcer Thompson, who was obviously the number five pick in the draft, if you put them, it, it reminds me of the Bucks picture, right? When it was like John Henson, Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? And and they're just all, I think Larry Sanders, the three of them, and they just put their arms out and they covered the entire court. That could be the Pistons front court in summer league. I'm excited to see that group. I I, I want to see what they do with that size. Yeah. I, I look at this roster and I always kind of do the eyeball, like um, the quick, like shooting balance kind of eyeball thing. When I look at these rosters and I feel like the shooting is going to give some ulcers. Like this is going to be maybe one of well, the worst. You forget teams about the most league. important name on the list, which is buddy Bayheim, because buddy Bayheim, <laughs> son of Jim Bayheim, is there to knock down shots. Uh, we don't know how he got a two way contract with the Pistons, but we don't ask any questions. Um, buddy Bayheim can't hit some shots. That's, that's what I do know. And maybe Ivy, right? You got Jay Ivy, who's also going to play Marcus Sasser, who's going to play. But yeah, like you said, forgot it, it might, forgot about Sasser, it, yeah. it might be yeah. too much on Buddy Beheim, though. I don't know if he can carry this group. Something important to note, you know, we're talking about the matchups here. This is probably, you know, the 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 inner family feud here uh, on on Sunday, the ninth. We're going to have Detroit versus Houston. The Battle of the Thompson Twins. I, you know, that's going to be an interesting one. The the basketball Spider Man meme. I don't know who who you got in that matchup, Tate. I think I got a. I think I got a Thompson in that one. Um, I don't know. I don't know which one. Uh, I kind of like the Rockets team though. It's kind of similar to the Pistons, where you know they they got some of the veteran guys like Tari Eason's going to play, which I think is a big pickup for them. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr., right, who's the number three pick last year. He's going to play. We like Jabari on this show. I, I want to see his handles improve. Um, I'm more fascinated the most probably by Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore, if anyone should feel disrespected by what happened in the draft as far as his precipitous fall from being a guaranteed top 10 guy to falling, you know, completely off the board back to, you know, the 20s, um, ended up going number 20 in the draft. I think Cam Whitmore is the one that has something to prove here for the Rockets. So maybe 
the Rockets try to make a run and and we get excited about the Rockets. They they sign some vets right in free agency. They bring in Fred Van Vliet. They bring in Dylan Brooks. They're trying to add some toughness. Um, obviously, Ime is going to try to you know get these guys to buy in on the defensive end. I know there's a lot of Jalen Green stuff going on right now. We don't have to talk about that. But um, otherwise, I think I think the Rockets. You know, the, there's a lot of good press, right? There's a lot of good push, and uh, they kind of have a fun team. And maybe Cam Whitmore can be a you know a, a bright star for them for once. I'll give you a, an off-the-radar guy to keep an eye on that is like a microwave dude to pay attention to is Trevor Hudgens. Uh, mm. who, you know, he, He's a two-way the, guy. Yeah, this is a guy who... Um, yeah, Trevor Hudgens. I, I remember he kind of surfaced for me because like during the draft, I he played for Northwest Missouri State uh, <laughs> in college. Um, I have these like different kind of... I've talked about this on the draft show. Uh, I don't always do this. You do a lot of eye test stuff. You do a lot of watching games, watching for guys to pop. But there are some kind of like statistical kind of modes you could take to look for to look for players who stick out. Like they meet they mm. meet like this filter of like criteria. And one of the ones that I did a couple of years ago, I won't go into the like the details of it because it's really boring. But um, Trevor Hutchins popped up for me and I was like, what is going on with this dude? And I was just watching him. I mean, he's just like a volume three point shooter. Like, I mean, he hits him in a variety of ways and especially in summer league. Um, you know, he's he's just a guy who gets a lot of shots up. And I, I know the Rockets encourage him to get shots up because uh, they want him to be that dude. They want him to just be a wild pistol from three. He's somebody to keep an eye on that I think could could get some buckets. For, for and Matthew Meyer also on this roster of Baylor fame and went to Illinois last year. Didn't work out as he hoped. So those two guys together, they're going to put up a lot of shots. Punch somebody in the face. Did I hear about that? Somebody was saying he punched Scott Clark in the face. <laughs> did did it, I hear that story or did you it, did you hear about that too? Yeah, in in a practice, right? That was like the yeah. rumor. I don't, I don't know if that was true. But I, I think Scott Clark said that that was all made up or whatever, but that team had a lot of drama. I, I don't know what was the talent as it has been for the past few years. It's like you look at the talent at Illinois and you're saying, wow, that team 2021, perfect example. They win the big 10 tournament. looks like they could go win the championship. They have all the pieces and then they can just get carved up by sister Jean. I mean, what a game by sister Jean. Some of the, some of the best post play I've ever seen by sister Jean. She dominated that one. Um, it was no one else though. Cause we can only talk about sister Jean, obviously. So she's the one that gets all the credit, but that was a, uh, yeah, that that Illinois team was a mess last year, but I hope Matthew Meyer can find a home in Houston. That would be fun. You're talking about FGAs, so you're speaking my language. I have to talk about one of my favorite players that takes FGAs, doesn't care. It's one of the reasons why he didn't get a shot in the NBA, and that's my guy Brady Manick. Because um, we're talking under-the-radar stars. The Atlanta Hawks, I'm not sure that they're going to go do anything, win anything, but they do have a fascinating uh, <laughs> combination of players is probably the the way to put it in, in the nicest way possible. Um, you know, for example, Brady Manick is on this team. He's going to get a lot of FGAs. Muhammad Gay, my guy, is on this team. Going to get a lot of FGAs uh, or a lot of opportunity at least to play. And then probably the most fascinating guy on the Hawks outside of, you know, th- these are two guys I would say for the Hawks. Obviously, Kobe Bufkin. Um, we all know about Kobe Bufkin. But then A.J. Griffin. What what can we what do we expect from AJ Griffin? Because I, I know the Hawks like him. They expect him to take the leap. It's the reason why they they were entertaining offers potentially for some of their other wings like DeAndre Hunter. But do you think AJ Griffin can have like an all-star type summer league run where people get, you know, he gets back on the radar? Also, his dad's the head coach of the Bucks now. Yeah. It, this is one of those, I was gonna say Brady Brady Manic, congratulations to uh to uh, uh Hubert Davis for extending his his career at North Carolina, Brady Manic, responsible for that. Um, no, I feel like 
I feel like summer league is a nice sort of. Uh, I always compare it to the like the the uh, the danger room from from X Men, where it's like a mm. simulation of of what you're going to be facing, but it's not really what you're going to be facing. It's why I always think it's good for like especially ball handlers who are who are transitioning on ball or have dreams of doing that in the near future. I think it's summer league is amazing for that. Um, which is why I always think guys should play if they're younger, specifically. Like, there's a few guys like, you know, Dyson Daniels. Or, you know, Keegan Murray's probably going to get some on-ball reps. You know, these are guys that can make the leap. I, I had Johnny Davis written down as a guy who mm. I don't know if he's a leap guy, but I was going to say it might cause Richie Bozek to leap off a bridge if Johnny Davis doesn't <laughs> play well again in summer league. Um, the other thing too, you know, I love Eve Pons for the Hawks, but I, I think. Griffin is in that category, though, to, to answer your question. Griffin's a guy that I think will get some touches, I mean, and, and beyond ball some. So that's uh, that's that's going to be a good one. I don't think I don't think Sharif is Sharif Cooper. He's not on it this year. No, he's he's always kind of an entertaining summer league guy. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, that, that team is probably going to be talked about if A.J. Griffin is amazing. And, and pretty much that's the only reason why maybe Kobe Buff can make some noise. You know, I. I like guys that have some MF in them, but I think Kobe Buffkin might have too much in him. That's my concern. But I hopefully, you know, he can he can lock it in and uh, you know make something happen and and get some shots, get some FGAs, and get some opportunity, get some shine. Um, yeah, one there's thing. Something, yeah, go for there's it. There's something really important that I wanted to bring up to you guys that I feel like we should talk about. Um, Please, if you're looking at if you're looking at the Toronto, uh, this will be a good cut cutting point here. Um, if if you're looking at the Raptors roster, there's something interesting going on that I think is important. Is you know they have SEC legend DJ Hogg who was on some amazing Texas A&M teams, but they also have Grady Dick. So on one roster we have Dick and Hogg. So I just kind of <laughs> wanted to throw that to Kyle. I figured that might be something he'd be interested in. Maybe we could get a jersey situation going. I don't know. Uh, I just submit that to your all's uh, you know for your all's approval. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, first off, Kyle, that made him smile. And not only do, do they have those two guys, but they also have Marquise Noel, who was the star yes. of March Madness, <laughs> who Muggsy Bogues has already co-signed and said, that's my guy. That's who we're pulling for. Of Isaiah course. Thomas did also, but it's more about Muggsy. Um, you know, he, he's 5'8", but I think he's got a heart made of gold, and I think he's going to have, uh, you know, an amazing run at Summer League. So shout out to the Raptors. I think we can we can sign ourselves up. I feel like a lot of people are jumping off the Raptors right now. They're trying to get away from him. But on this show, on OSP, the trio right here, we say we're pulling for Dick, um, and we're, you know, not to be like Fat Joe about it, but uh, I, I like what he's going to do, and I think he's going to have a great time. Um, let's, let, let's take a quick break, quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll keep talking Summer League. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. 
Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. All right, coming back. Again, we're, we're just giving you under-the-radar stars, giving you storylines, letting you know what's going to happen at Summer League. This is a fun, loose Summer League primer. That's all we can do on the show. And again, the three of us will be boots on the ground. We're going to have some great coverage from Summer League. I'm very excited about that. I want to talk about this team because uh, I feel like when we talk about the future and picks and, you know, obviously outside of OKC, this is the guy you talk about. And uh, I know our boss, Bill Simmons, will be happy about this. Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz, they have a very um, interesting group when you look at who they're going to have playing in Summer League. Taylor Hendricks, the number nine pick, probably is the, the first name that comes to mind. You got Keontae George, the number 16 pick, and then Bryce Sensiball. That trio of rookies will be fascinating. But they also have some fun names and some other guys to watch out for. Most outstanding player in 2022, Ochai Agbaji, will be playing for this team. Our guy, Johnny Juzang. We'll oh, be yeah. playing for this team. Shout out to Johnny Juzang. Love him. Kihei Clark, who made the pass to Diakite, will be playing for this team. Micah Potter, who transferred to 15 schools in college, will be playing for this team. Vernon Carey Jr., ACC Player of the Year, will be playing for this team. So Former number and, one player in his class, too. Right, Vernon Carey, right, yeah. right. The, a lot of college basketball on this team. So shout out to Danny Ainge. And I also uh, forgot to mention Joey Hauser who we also love, Michigan State legend. So, Kyle, man, how excited are you? I know I'm fired up. I mean, I might be actually trying to tune in and go follow the Jazz during our run in Summer League. There, This is going to be a team that I talked about this, I know, probably last week, but just the shooting on this team is just hilarious. If you look at Sensabaugh, if you look at Tavion Kinsey from Marshall, who he yep. gets his shots up. Uh, Johnny Juzang, uh, Keyshawn <laughs> Justice, Taylor Hendricks, Joey Hauser, Keontae George. I mean, you just go on and on and on. They have they have a lot of shooting on this team, so it's kind of the it's kind of on the opposite end of what we were talking about uh, with the uh, with the Pistons. What was it? The Pistons I was talking about? Yeah, um, yeah, right. Yeah, the Pistons. So, yeah, that we needed Buddy Beheim. Yeah, they they have lots of Buddy Beheims who want to take shots on this team. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna gonna be some three FGAs in 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 these Jazz <laughs> games. So I'm excited I'm excited to watch that for sure. Yeah, and I hope that we get to see Danny Ainge boots on the ground. He's always fun uh, to have there. One of my favorite uh, conversations, and one of the the things that happens when you go to summer league is you'll be watching a game and you'll randomly see someone. And you're like, oh my god, I thought he was 35 to 40 years old, but he's still playing in summer league. I like to call it the Jack Cooley Award. Um, so <laughs> shout out to Jack Cooley. I have no idea if Jack Cooley is playing in summer league. I hope he is. I think he's still playing in China. But Jack Cooley's the man. And I think the the person who is going to be my pick for the Jack Cooley Award this year is Jabari Parker. Um, wow. I cannot believe this is real. Jabari what Parker, is he on? I don't have that in front of me. I, he's, playing he on on the, mine. he's playing on the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the team Amazing. that uh that 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 was the word. Um, I don't know if he's gonna make the final roster, but that is that was the word that I got that he was gonna play on the summer league team for the Milwaukee Bucks. So that would be right now my pick for the uh 
for the for the Jack Cooley Award. And if it's not him, it will be Drew Timmy, who is also on the Milwaukee Bucks and also yes. a rookie, but looks like he should be 35 to 40 years old. Um <laughs> That is gonna be uh that is gonna be an interesting team to say the least. What what uh what do you think about that Bucks roster? Uh that's wild. I didn't realize Parker was on there. That's that's further back than any of the ones I found. I mean, the I mean, I saw Juwan Evans and then I saw um, you know, there were some uh, other SEC legends like uh, Craig Sword. I don't know if you remember him from yeah. Mississippi State. That's a right. that's a reaching back. Quindary <laughs> Weatherspoon. Uh, Christ Komaji, who played for Florida State, the big seven foot four dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, the, literally the face of the airport test. Like when you think of the Florida State airport test and why they're so amazing, you think of Kumaji. You're like, oh my god, that guy's incredible. Yeah, yeah, Kabengali uh, and, and Kumaji. Yeah, other other than just names that aren't necessarily old, but just kind of names that were prominent and kind of faded a little bit. You talked about Jared Butler. Um, Mike Dom is another random one that people yeah. fell in love with for a time. South Dakota. Uh, Maker Maker McCurr, uh is another dude who people had a lot of belief in. Remember, originally signed with, I believe, Fairfield. Is that what it was? It right? It was an HBCU, um, but didn't end up uh, doing or a Howard. Lot. I think it wasn't a Howard. Howard. It was Howard. Yeah. It was Howard. Right. You're right. You're right. Um, hard to keep track of. But then the other one is Jonte Porter, who for a time, uh, people, there were whispers out there. If you just put your ear to the, to the basketball wind, you would hear people be like, Jonte might be better than Michael Porter. And then, you know, like yeah. there were the, there were those people out there. He can't, he can never stay healthy. So we, we never got to see it, but we, we're going to get some Jonte Porter on the, on the Bulls roster, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fun to watch. And the reason I think people said that Kyle man is because Jonte actually played. So they, they at least had tape <laughs> and they at least knew that he could play basketball um, at some level. The other name I had, which is also in the Bucks, which is hilarious. I mean, he's not that old, obviously, but he is kind of losing his cachet in the space. Taco fall. Uh, Taco oh, yeah. Fall will be there. I think they should get a picture with all those guys like Wimby, Taco Fall, Kumaji, right? If you're over seven foot two, you need to come to one place and they just take a picture and then we all figure out who is actually as tall as there is advertised to be and how actually tall is Wimbenyama compared to these other guys. Because I feel like Kumaji might be right up there at Wimbenyama. You know what I mean? They might be like, he might be an inch shorter, but I feel like he's seven three, seven four. Legit in the same way that women Yama seven five legit. Um, yeah, that's that's I love the bigs and I love that the bigs are back and I love that the bigs are going to be all uh, you know all around in Las Vegas. I remember uh, the first time I went to summer league was 2016 and I walked in and the first person I saw saw was a former number two pick of the Memphis Grizzlies. Shout out to Verno Hashim the beat. And that man is massive. And uh, he was just taking pictures with people and everyone was saying, good luck to you. Hope you have a great game. And he's like, I, I don't play. I, 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 am not, <laughs> I am not in the league anymore, but thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, saying that, but uh, that that's a, the, the bigs are back and, and they're back and they're better than ever. Um, so shout out to them. Another team I wanted to bring up that, that is uh, maybe a little bit under the radar and maybe I care about him because I care about Zion and his future, but the Pelicans, um, their team is not that much fun, but they do have some college basketball names that stick out to you and you may have forgotten about. Obviously, Jordan Hawkins, number 14 pick, wins a national championship. Wanted to give him his shine, give him his due. I hope he has a good summer league. Hopefully, he's their number one guy. But Darian Sebron out of NC State, um, he's a two-way guy for the Pelicans. I've always liked his game. I've always thought he had an NBA-level game. I'm excited to see what he can do at summer league. If you followed the Dayton Flyers in 2020, you love Jalen Crutcher. He'll be playing for this team. He'll get some shine. He'll get some moments. EJ Liddell, 
um, out of Ohio State. You know, one of the best players in Ohio State basketball history. He's another name to watch out for. Landers Nolly, who played at every school in college basketball. He literally went to Cincinnati, Memphis, Virginia Tech. He he bounced all over the place, but he's playing for this team. And my guy Garrison Brooks uh, is playing for this team. Preseason ACC Player of the Year. Um, did not win it, but he was the preseason pick. Uh, he will be playing for this team. Do you get a plaque for that? Do, you, do, you, do, do, I think do they so. hand out any hardware for that one? I think hang his jersey, hang the banner. Um, that's all you can do. And Dyson Daniels, right? I mean, th- th- this is kind of a... This is a team that you would first probably see and say, I don't know anyone on this team. And then eventually you start putting the pieces together. So I feel like that's what the Pelicans are. They're the, I know no one. And then if you look a little bit closer, squint your eyes, you know, wipe your glasses off. You're saying, oh yeah, I know that guy. Well, that's good. It's good to see him. So familiar faces in New Orleans. And I think Jordan Hawkins is going to have a good summer league. I think so too. EJ Liddell recovering from ACL, I believe, right? It was, he was, yeah, uh, happened at summer league last year. I was going to say some of the other ones, you mentioned uh, Taco Fall. Uh, just sort of a, a summer league kind of legend here. Frankie Ferrari, just first team all yeah. name. I mean, right. gonna, you know, that's just one that that's one to look out for there. Uh, and I mentioned Epons, like another just crazy athlete who like plays. He just plays like a like a volleyball player. Like like he is one of the most violent blo- shot blockers I've ever seen. Watch, he won't play at all. But it, just Epons has always entertained me the way he plays. I love his game. He's always fun to watch. Like you said, I mean. If there's anyone that's going to get like a jump ball scuffle, it might be him. So that that's good to see. That's good to keep an eye on. Um, another first team, uh, all name of Summer League, Adonis Arms. Um, if you don't remember Adonis <laughs> Arms uh, out of Texas Tech, he's going to be in Summer League. He's going to be fun to watch. Um, another team I think we should talk about, the Orlando Magic, because uh, they have... They have an interesting roster, and for whatever reason, I, I end up liking the Magic. Maybe it's because of Saruti. Maybe it's because of Kevin Clark. Maybe it's because, you know, I feel like I need to be up to date on the Magic to talk to Saruti sometimes, so I'm I'm locked in on what they got going. But <laughs> oh, I'm going to see Saruti today. Let me get on here. Yeah, I'm like, let me get my Magic the hoops in. He does get yeah. in the weeds like everybody knows what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's yeah. He's talking contracts for his, for yeah. his third He's year like, guys. do you think we should stretch Jalen's contract? I'm like, what Jalen's he talking about? <laughs> 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 what stretch provision is it? Um, um, yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what we expect. But I kind of think that uh, Caleb Houston might be the star of Orlando. Um, huh. Anthony Black is going to be a rookie. He's going to get all the coverage. But I like Caleb Houston. I feel like I even forgot about him coming out of Michigan. And maybe maybe this year, you know, he he kind of shows himself in summer league and gets some eyeballs back on him. Do you like this Magic roster? Do you, do you does anyone stand out for you for this team? Uh, one here that stands out. I mean, uh, Kai Soto is a guy just from the story yeah, right. standpoint, just because, um, I know uh, there was a time where when we were evaluating whether or not he was actually an NBA player and you talked about that, uh, at your own risk because the Filipino people were so, uh, avid and loyal to him that, <laughs> that they'll that attack you. I, right. I had a friend who had a bad experience with that. So, uh, anyway, but yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if he competes in this setting. Houston. Houston just has such an ability to like or proclivity to like just blend mm. in and kind of disappear. That'll be what I'll be interested to see. He just kind of has a quiet game. You talked about forgetting about him. It's weird that you would forget about like a, a six, eight spot up guy like him. Like he's legit huge. I've, I've stood near him before. But the other thing here is uh, Tiger Campbell. Like you said, how much how much run are we going to get to see with Tiger yes. Campbell? He's, he's an OS beer. We need Tiger Campbell. We need him locked in. I'm excited for that. Speaking of OSPers and UCLA, can we talk about the Miami Heat and Jaime Jaquez Jr.? Always. I know he's, play- 
Always. Always. I know he's playing in the California Classic. I know there's a lot of rumors and rumblings about him being a part of a Dame trade package. But we need Hame in Miami. And not only do we need him in Miami, we need him to be smart about this because he can't play too good too early. Because if he creates a lot of value for himself, I'm worried that the Heat can package him in the Dame trade. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's why he needs to be smart about this. Hame, if you're listening, um, just play it cool. You know what I mean? Be a little coy about it. Decide. Pick your spot. You know what I mean? Don't don't do too much where everyone's talking about you and they're saying, wow, Hame looks amazing. Maybe have a few bad games. Um, so that would be my advice. But outside of that, what do you expect to see from the Heat and Hame, uh, Kyle, man? Because I, I think they might be a fun team. Yeah, they could. Uh, I, You know, listening to you talk about that, I had a sim- similar thought. And it's like, you know, I don't want to get carried away. But if if you didn't have to kind of equate the roster or like the the salary thing on the trade machine, you know, I, I feel like if he plays kind of well, I mean, I'd be open to maybe, you know, Dame for Hawkes straight up. You know, I feel like that's <laughs> equal value. I don't want to be I don't want to get carried away. Right. But, and um, well, maybe we throw Duncan in to make the contracts match. But those are two summer league legends. You know what I mean? Duncan Robinson should have won MVP of the summer league in 2019. People forget this. Hamid, yeah. you're up next. Yeah. I mean, uh, Alanis Williams was a guy that I like coming out of college. But we, we even talked about, I mean, like. There's the Drew Peterson part of this, you know, Jovich. Jovich, I think, is going to have some open runway to kind of uh, to kind of do his thing. And I think they're at least going to try to feature him and give him some opportunities to do things. And he might be a name that kind of the the name thing with him is so hard to get over because he's I don't know if he's ever going to get good enough for people to just the whole storyline of his basketball existence being, oh, his name is almost Jokic. Like he's one letter to, like, I don't know if he'll ever get good enough to do that, but I, I, he will have a chance here to sort of open some eyes. Cause I think a lot of people just don't even know what he plays. Like they're just like, oh, that's the guy who sounds like Nikola Jokic. Um, yeah. It's not- more of a meme or a joke or like a commentary that it is about anything about him basketball wise. Yeah. It all, it's also nice that Jokic likes him. You know what I mean? Like they're obviously from the same country, but you know, in the finals, right. I, I saw Jokic, go right up over to him and like, you know, hug him and, and talk to him real quick. So I think his move is to try to figure out a way to, to play with Jokic, right? I mean, he needs to get to the Nuggets ASAP. That's what I would tell my agents every single night. Um, also, the Heat are sickos. I just want to remind people of this. Like the Heat are such sickos about basketball that Duncan Robinson was telling us that him and Kendrick Nunn during the season were plotting out schemes that they were going to run in summer league together, right? These guys are... These are sick basketball people that, uh, you what know, they, they, they are obsessed with, with this opportunity. And these guys know that if they, if they really show out, they can get the opportunity because the Miami Heat say whoever's hot, whoever's playing well, they get to play. That just is what it is. We, we didn't, we're not trying to do preferential treatment here. So there's opportunity in Miami if you really get going. So I think guys know that. So I, I think the Heat will be fun to watch. Um, they're a good group. One of the last, we got two teams that I wanted to hit. Obviously, this is uh, contractually obligated, I think, at this point. But we, I think they're still a fascinating team. The Boston Celtics um, and, and their group, we got to talk about Jordan Walsh. I think Jordan Walsh could be a, a winner of Summer League just because you talk about someone that's actually going to be pissed off that he went in the second round um, and he's going to have opportunity with the Celtics. He might even play some point guard for this team. They're going to be looking for that toughness, tenacity, things that they lost with Marcus Smart. And I think Jordan Walsh might show that early on in Summer League. Who else do you see on the Celtics? I mean, they got Jay Scrub, which is a name we all remember. Udoka Azabuke out of Kansas. He's a name that's- that will be out there. 
That's the one. I mean, I not not for a like uh, I'm re- I'm excited to watch this person, but just the fact that like they took him. Just just a reminder that Utah passed on Desmond Bain. They passed on. I had this written down. Uh, yeah, they passed on Jaden McDaniels. I thought that was a weird pick at, at the time. I didn't understand it. Um, I didn't know what they were thinking with that pick. If it was a favor to an agent or something, I don't know. But it's interesting that you know. Three years later, he's playing for the Boston Celtics in the summer league. Um, not a, not a good look for for that pick for the Jazz, who you know things have changed for them since then. But um, other than that, yeah, I mean JD Davison, a fun athlete. Yeah, we talked about Walsh, um, Michael Mulder, a former a former cat. Um, maybe going to get off. I don't know. Yeah, right. He might get off. Walsh Walsh is the is the main thing here, and he's such an erratic offensive player right now that. I don't know how much we're going to see from him, but he's definitely somebody that could open some eyes in terms of uh, taking on tough assignments because that's what he does. That's in his DNA. And I also feel like we lead the podcast world in like uh, Walsh mentions per episode. We definitely right. are. I think we're at the top of the leaderboard. We have to be. Honestly, the two names, like Jordan is such a, you know, obviously we know Jordan and the impact of the name, but Walsh, you know, Bill Walsh, right? I mean, that that's a that's a great name too. I mean, he's got two great names. It's kind of like Duncan Robinson. It was inevitable that this guy's going to be successful just based on the names. Um, so shout out to the, the Celtics. I'm excited to watch them. I'm excited to see this group. They'll be fun. Hopefully we see Brad Stevens lurking about, um, watching things pensively. That'll be good. Um, Zion Williamson is not playing in summer league. But if you're a fan of Zion Williamson, you should watch the Brooklyn Nets and you should watch a guy by the name of Raekwon Gray because Raekwon Gray out of Florida State, I used to think that he and Zion Williamson were like the the spitting image of the way that they play basketball. Obviously, Zion plays at a different level, but Raekwon Gray is a ground athlete, um, but he also can take flight. I don't know how else to explain it other than that. It's a contradiction, I know. But he he reminds me a lot of Zion Williamson. So if you're missing watching Zion, watch the Brooklyn Nets, watch Raekwon Gray. Um, they they kind of have a fun team. Kennedy Chandler is a guy I really like out of Tennessee. He is a true traditional conventional point guard, a guy who's learned under Chris Paul, been you know very close to him throughout the years. Jalen Wilson is just a natural born scorer out of Kansas. That's a fun pickup for them. Noah Clowney, obviously number twenty one pick. He's going to be good for this team. So, um, you know, and we'll see. I don't think Derek Whitehead is playing right out of Duke. I don't think he's going to be on this team. I think he I think might he be hurt. Just did a foot procedure, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. To, to yeah, get I think that he fixed. got surgery. So if yeah. you're if you're going to watch him, I'm sorry. But instead, watch Raekwon Gray. Um, he is the one to watch. He's fun to watch. He's I'm excited boy. to see that. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he is a big boy. Um, all right. Lastly, I want to talk about this guy because he is a mainstay in the basketball universe. If you are online, you know him. You may love him. You might not love him. I know Penny doesn't love him. His name is Amani Bates, and he's playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And there's been a lot, of, a lot of reservations, a lot of hesitation when people talk about him and what, you know, trying to forecast what his future looks like. But is there a chance? I mean, he's got Sharif Cooper on his team. He's got Isaiah Mobley on his team. You know, he's got my guy Pete Nance. Um, is there a world in which Imani Bates wins over the headlines and, and takes the Cavs on a run? Are, are we believing in the Imani train? Because I think some people want it to happen, Kyle, man. It'd be fun. I mean, I, I'm somebody that's been on record like being, I mean, openly like just expressing the, uh, the, the, the cons about him as a player. I don't know. I don't need to do that or rehash any of that here, but like 
he's somebody that if he gets going, I mean, yeah, he's he's still his name still has that SEO pop, you know, like the kid the kids are interested in him, you know, he's still getting YouTube clips with it clicks with his with his with his scoring bunches and things like that, his scoring sprees. Yeah. He he went on record and said that he was going to be focusing on defense during summer league. I like laughed out loud when I read that. I was like walking around in my yard. I was like, well, let me let me just see that before I believe it. Uh, but it could be. I mean, if, uh, that's like Dion Waiter saying, "I'm going to work on defense in the offseason. You're like, "No, you're yeah. not," and it's okay because we love you for it. We we want him to be who he is, and in this setting, if he is that person, uh, yeah, it's going to be. He's definitely going to get eyeballs at summer league just because. I just don't. He's sort of. He's not going to be able to resist himself, man. I di- I just I like I I feel like when he gets in the situation, he's just he's his hands going to start you know trembling, and he's going to be like, ah, I got to get a shot up. Like he's just he's a shot like and I'm excited to see how quickly it takes for him to you know have a 15 to 20 uh, field goal attempt game during summer league. But uh, he could definitely go off. Yeah, I'm excited to see him in person again. I had a player complaining to me about um, grenades. You know, have you heard this term? You know, like oh, yeah. at the end of a shot clock, right? Someone throws you the ball, and they're just like, you know, just take the shot, and it hurts your percentage, right? There's a there's a problem. It's an epidemic, right? Where guys get put in that situation, and they have to take up grenades. Um, Amani Bates is the one guy that wants the grenade. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> yeah. I I trust myself to you know make this shot, even though there's one second on the shot clock, and I'm 35 feet from the basket. It's a good shot for me. Um, I feel like that's how green his light is in his head. So I think that's going to be fascinating, um, you know, for Imani Bates. Uh, I just want to get in the shout out portion of this uh, of Summer League because I want to shout out a guy who I think could be the MVP of Summer League. This is my uh, dark horse big shot, throwing it out there. Not sure it's going to happen. I don't even know how many games he's going to play. But Benedict Matherin of the Indiana Pacers, who is playing, um, you know, with a good group, Jairus Walker, Andrew Nimhard, um, you know what I mean? Uh, Nate Lachevsky, right, out of Notre Dame, a guy that can shoot. Ben Shepard out of Belmont and reigning National Player of the Year, not reigning, I guess, former National Player of the Year the year before, prior, Oscar Shibway with the Pacers. So I think Ben Matherin and this Pacers team, he could win the MVP, go on a run. And I think Ben Matherin is going to put himself back on the map. He started out hot in his rookie year, then kind of tapered off at the end. But mm-hmm. I like Ben Matherin. Is there anyone that you see, Kyle, man? Uh, we're just throwing shit at the wall at this point. But do you think there's someone out there outside of the Wimbies of the world? And we mentioned Chet before that could maybe make a dark horse run to be MVP. A lot of Pacers love on the Ringer Podcast Network this week. I, I like know it. You, yeah, Kevin and I were talking a lot. Or Tyler and I were talking on Saturday about like that. We li- liked what they did in free agency. We liked their draft. I think. I was just looking at their roster and I was like, they're going to have a lot of like, you know, athletic size on this team. If you look at like Isaiah Jackson, who's a guy that I've always loved. Oscar, obviously, maybe not necessarily off the ground, but he's definitely active around the rim. Kendall Brown and then Jairus Walker. I just think I think they're going to have a lot of kind of speed and power, you know, on the interior. So that's going to be fun. And another OSP guy here. I mean, Isaiah Wong, I think, is somebody yes. that. Yeah, in this that's setting. A good one. In this setting, he's 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 a bucket getter. You know, any anytime you have these settings where it's like not super super schemed, you know, you kind of got schemes going out there. They kind of have like the shell, but it's not really sophisticated. These types of bucket getters can get going because it's a little less formal. So Wong, I could see as somebody who could who could be him. Him and Matherin together could be pretty entertaining. I'm excited about that for sure. Yeah, I like that one two punch. And I will say, like when I was watching the combine scrimmages. As soon as I saw Isaiah Wong, I'm like, oh, wow, of course. You know, of course, this guy should be talked about more. Of course, he's going to get an opportunity at the NBA. 
Like it just makes too much sense. He just has that ability. He's not afraid of anyone. And he looks the part, right? I mean, Isaiah Wong, if there's anyone that you walk in that's a guard, you're like, okay, that guy's an NBA level guard. He's got, you know, he's built like that. Um, so that's that that's a good name to throw out there. Um, as far as Wimby, who do you think Wimby's the most worried about? Um, because mm-hmm. on my uh my list, I have Ken Kenny Lofton Jr. Uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think Kenny Lofton, with his size, um, you know, I think he can make Chet sweat a little bit. We know that he did it before. So that would be a name I throw out there. Is there anyone else that you have outside of maybe Chet, who we, you know, Kyle, we all talked about before, but is there anyone that he sees and he sees on the schedule and he says, I don't want to see that guy? Yeah, I mean, they're they're the guys who are, like, going to put him in the basket, like you were talking, like, that's basically what Kenneth Lofton did, who just kind of bullied him under the, well, yeah, bullied uh, Chet under the rim last year. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and I mean, he's kind of done that to Wimby, too, in the past. They're those guys. I mean, if you think, I mean, like, Raekwon Gray is a funny one, too. Raekwon Gray, that's a good one. If there's anybody out there that's going to try to just, you know, bull, bull him into the rim, um, those are the ones that uh, I would keep an eye on in terms of like somebody, I mean, taking him off the dribble. I mean, the Chet thing could happen again, kind of like we saw in the, in the U19 thing. Uh, just off the top of my head though. I mean, no, I mean like uh, Colin Castleton, I'll be interested to see oh, how he yeah. plays. Of course he's going to be in the California classic. Well, no, he'll be in Vegas too. Um, yeah, that Lakers roster is, is pretty interesting. Cause I think, you know, Max Christie and Maxwell Lewis are similar players, honestly, in, in a way. Um, long and just kind of like flexible and uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if there's one that like obviously from the like size perspective, nobody's going to bother him because nobody bothers him at all. Maybe maybe we get a little David Roddy bowling into yeah, bowling into Wimby. I don't know. Look for the bowling ball type guy. That's the one. Those right. It's it's not going to be Taco Fall, even though I want it to be Taco Fall. At, at the end of the day, I want it to be him. The Lakers are fascinating, too, because I think that they just based on the Yovan Buha like videos that he's been putting out. Shout out to Yovan. It just seems like they're already trying to make Jalen Hood Shafino a spot up three point shooter. And that is not his game at all. And I really hope that that is not what he is trying to do at Summer League, because if he does, I feel like there are going to be some late Lakers fans. They watch Summer League. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because, you know, they just they won it that one time with Lonzo, but they do watch and then they make these sweeping generalizations about people. So I'm trying to protect Jalen Hood Shafino because I think he's the man. I think he's a really good player. I just don't think he's a spot up shooter like Danny Green. Um, you know, or any of these guys. So I hope they don't use him in that way. Um, Max Lewis will be fascinating. I think him and Hood Shafino too together will be interesting to see how they use those guys. But yeah, I mean, Castleton could be a good one. Shout out to Florida. I know a great traditional big. Um, shout out to all the bigs. Um, and shout out to us because we're going to be, like I said, boots on the ground, summer league. And we're, you guys, we're all flying in on Thursday, correct? Or, or are we oh, getting yeah. in Friday morning? Yeah, Thursday. Wow. I'll be there so early there Friday. Go. So I'm yeah, I'm getting there the seventh, but uh I believe that's right. Yeah. It's a dad so. move. <laughs> Kyle, you gotta do what you gotta do, Kyle. Gotta I'm do showing up by do. like ten thirty AM on Thursday because I'm a maniac, but uh I'm gonna have to work anyway. So uh, but yeah. I'm taking the most degenerate flight in history, Myrtle Beach to Las Vegas. So that is going to be um, <laughs> if there's ever a time that the FAA is like, let one go down. That will be me. Um, I mentioned that before. But yeah, I'm going to be flying in straight from Myrtle Beach, ready to go, ready to rock. A lot of good basketball ahead. Um, this was just, you know, a little hodgepodge, uh, a hodgepod, I guess, uh, of what's going to happen at Summer League. Wow. We'll, well, yeah, Did we'll you do make a little... that up just now? Was that, yeah, was I just, that... it just hit me. Incredible. Um, yeah, look, My God. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm in Ocean Isle. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm at home. I'm at peace. Marsh Madness Kyle... going crazy. Yeah, Marsh. going crazy. 
Kyle Mann said I look 15. I'm like, this is great. This is a great day for me. And we get to, <laughs> I almost hit a Duke guy with a golf ball today and the ball bounced right back on the green, like six feet and had a nice birdie putt. So it's been all good things today. And uh, we got summer league ahead. Anything else, uh, Kyle Mann, any more shout outs? Should we, should we run through the game in here or are we good to go? Because I feel primed and ready. I just love summer league because you know it's. I feel like it's maybe dipped a little bit in the sense because of how the density of how many people are there. But it's just an it's an amazing people watching event for people. If you're really into basketball and you can and there's just like little fringe people will be all they'll show up all over the place. Right. Like I, 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 you were talking about the first time you went. I mean, the first time I went to summer league, um, I saw Zadrunas Ilgauskas in love the concourse. That. Two-time and, All-Star. Uh, yeah, to that point, he was the biggest person I'd ever seen, period. Like, <laughs> I, like he was... And he was wearing... No, what always blows me away is when you see these guys in street clothes, like, in their, like, just normal day-to-day clothes. That you're, it's just like, where did you get that? Like, I saw like I saw Pau Gasol just wearing jeans, and I was just like, where does... I don't know. You just... Your mind races. It, it, it really is. You know, I saw... Old, like Larry Johnson, but I hadn't seen right. him in a long time. He had like gray hair, and I was like, "Oh, oh, wow, that's jarring." Uh, so <laughs> it's just a who's who. It's it's fun on that level to to get out and there what, and see all the different. Yeah. What hotel do you think were? I mean, because when we went in 2019 or 2018, I don't even remember. It was a while ago that like the win was squarely like the NBA players relaxed, like in person, like just playing, like having a great time in a casino hotel. Do you think that's still the case or where we might need to we might need to ask around? But uh, I mean, the win, it was just crazy. It was like, you know, you see like Blake Griffin, like running like a little kid across the casino floor. Everyone's like laughing and having fun. It's just I don't know, like everyone, everyone's relaxed and not in celebrity mode. And so I want to know, I wonder if we could find out which hotel that's going to, which casino that's going to be. I hope it was th- the win because I really like the win, but I think it's the, I think it's still the win, but it if definitely we, wasn't the Flamingo, if, if I we're, can tell you that. Yeah. Well, if we're worried, we can always ask Tommy Alter. I think we can reach out to Tommy and we say, where are you? St-? We don't have to ask him. We just say, where are you staying? Tommy might have an assistant for this week. I don't <laughs> There's know. Tommy, the answer, might, yeah. uh, Tommy might be on Upwork uh, hiring a temp for this week just to keep everything straight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just right. for this trip. <laughs> Summer League assistant. That'd be, That'd be one of the most applied for jobs of all time. Just bouncing around from dinner to lunch to brunch to late night, you know. Rieger intern, Tommy Alter's assistant. Like, what a big climb. You know what I mean? Like, if you're you're trying to make that move on your career path, that's great. It it is like if you're a basketball fan, it actually is a really cool thing to go to because you just, like you said, you walk into the crowd and you're like, oh, my God, there's Jameer Nelson. There's Dominique Wilkins. There's, you know, this guy. There's that guy. Just doing normal stuff, especially when they're not even watching a game. Yeah. They're playing blackjack, dude. You can sit there if you want to. Right. And you can talk to them. You can be like, hey, um, big fan. They're like, okay, whatever. (laughs) You ruined it. You ruined it. (laughs) Don't talk to them. No, I mean, I saw a lot of NBA players on the casino floor at the Cosmo last time I was there. Like, um, you'll see them there. But I'm sure I'm sure they like, I don't don't know. Uh, There's probably areas that that are deemed more, uh, you know private i don't i don't know i don't know what the strategy is for them is the win an expensive place to stay i've never stayed there before. i think it must be this week it was i i looked at the rates for the nights and that's why i think that they're all there because the nights were like it, you know it, it was getting into the you know the ridiculous thousands a night you know what i mean which is vegas usually there's cheaper hotels because they want you to spend money at the casino you know that's kind of the whole gimmick but when the, when the when the nights are that high you're like i think some millionaires are staying here so i think i think you're on to something with the win Kyle we'll figure that out i ran into lebron and the Le, lebron entourage Le, lebron entourage um back in you're 2019 putting words together today you're buddy. on fire i know i'm i'm just a combination right now um you know and i saw those guys they were all at the aria they were all having dinner 
Um, and LeBron's going to make and show face because of Wimby. I think he might be the one that's the most agreed about the Wimby coverage. You know what I mean? So he's probably going to be sitting courtside. <laughs> He'll be there Friday night, which will be good. Bill Simmons will be there Friday night. Um, the whole ringer brass. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Friday to Sunday, I think. Yeah, we're so so we're going to be locked in. I mean, we're going to be doing content myself and Kyle man. We're going to do an OSP from Summer League on Sunday night, do a little like recap of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what we saw over the weekend, the first weekend. The first weekend is what everybody cares about, so it's going to be fun. Um appreciate everyone tuning in. Again, this is one shining podcast. Appreciate everyone trying to get ready for Summer League and we're going to report back very soon a few shows coming from there and uh, we will see you then. 